0: Roar surrounds the stadium. Now he's digging deep, the crowd is roaring, their hero is coming on, will it be a fairy tale? Now it is cemented for Michael Diamond. Oh. And there in the middle, and the
1: crowd erupts.
0: Australia win, new world record! This is a famous victory A magnificent performance. We have just broken Stadium.
1: The the winner is, is, is,
0: is. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. G'day and welcome to Have A Go Special Olympics coverage. Another daily episode coming at you straight from the scene of Tokyo 2020. My name is Dave Edwards and as always I'm joined by Dane Eldridge. Mate, the gold is piling up. Yesterday was scintillating Sunday or sensational Sunday depending on which tabloid you subscribe to. But, mate, we had four golds in a single day, which is the most we've ever had in one day. How good's a gold rush?
1: Mate, it's incredible, isn't it? And just how good's life at the top of the dice as well? I mean... You know, we got used to not hearing the old the o anthem, didn't we, in the last Olympics? But it's just it's just ringing out everywhere, and it's just top of the iTunes charts. Yep, it's uh, it's straight as back, mate. I'm, I'm you know we we like to decry the nation's position in the world, but mate, we're well and truly back at least for another uh, seven days.
0: Hundred percent, mate. I mean, it's completely exceeded my expectations coming into the games. I mean, and the Channel Seven broadcast coverage has reflected that. It's been incredibly one-eyed and nationalistic which I appreciate. <laughs> Obviously, the directive from the producers was just go and celebrate our athletes unconditionally and just don't say anything critical about anyone ever. And then no, during the commercial awesome. breaks, you've got montages of heavy machinery extracting iron ore in the Pilbara. I mean, the whole week has just been pure Australiana.
1: It's, it's euphoric. It's, uh, it's just everything we want to be, isn't it? And I mean, yeah, you're right about uh, Channel 7. It's just dead set. It's propaganda now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, even last night watching um, Brandon Stark in the high jump, uh, his uh, partner was relegated to watching him on a laptop because yeah. the main channel was taken up with, you know, montages and, <laughs> and uh, a subliminal messaging uh, yeah. on behalf of the government about how great Australia is, and rightly so.
0: Just on that though, did you see that they were also crossing uh, to Mitchell Stark, the brother, watching with the, the boys? Uh, I think they're Mm. over in the Caribbean uh, in Mm. some kind of cricket tournament. But um, just, again, ingratiating that coverage. Remember us? We've got the cricket rights as well.
1: That's right. It's just all feeding into each
0: other. It's brilliant broadcasting. But, mate, let's have a look at some of these gold medalists. So Emma McKeon, uh, now the most successful Australian Olympian ever. She's got 11 medals in total. I mean, I guess it helps that there's 847,000 swimming events. But it's a Mm. decent haul, and numbers are everything.
1: Oh, bloody oath, yeah. I mean, it's going to, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about your Wikipedia page, isn't yep. it? And hers is going to be a flowing, as they <laughs> say. And uh, well done to her. I mean, she's just, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll admit she wasn't on my radar uh, mm. b- uh, prior to the games. Not many of these athletes were, to be honest, um, but now she's... <laughs> when well we decided to do a top.
0: podcast three days before the Olympics, not much was on our radar.
1: <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. And um, look, she's, uh, she's going to be everywhere. She's going to be on the Project 730 yep. Report, Current Affair. She's going to be all over your wide world of sports. So get used to her face.
0: 100% mate. And, you know, we won the relay. That was another goal, the women's relay. Uh, the girls were hugging each other on the podium, natural expressions of raw emotion, but that's against the rules in these COVID times, and the IOC stepped in quickly to remind them who's boss. These blokes don't miss anything, do they?
1: Not at all, mate. No room for emotion at the Olympics. No. Um, and it just um, gives me the feeling that Australia is so high on confidence at the moment that we're just thumbing our nose at the IOC. <laughs> um, we're saying, you know what, uh, get this India. Um, yep. You know, I, I saw uh, Yeah, um, McKeon invited uh, Kate Campbell up onto the top of the dais from, yep. from the bronze position to come up here. Come up here and um, get amongst uh, it. celebrate with me, yeah um you know they're hugging officials you know yeah. what i mean they're they're just breaching protocol and you just chuck into the mix you remember mac horton did a bit of this in the last games yeah. as well um and you know all power to him, mate what's the ISC going to do give us a two match ban you know like um you know there's no judiciary for this stuff so, no um, no one's convening
0: any- on a wednesday night at the tribunal
1: yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, yeah, Early guilty plea. garlic uh, yeah, to hand down a decision. But, you know, you can't even find these people. It's all footed by the taxpayer, so we're yeah. sweet as.
0: So, mate, speaking of the ladies, of the nine gold medals that we've won in the pool this campaign, eight have gone to women. So the Ooh. one men's gold, I think that was in the breaststroke as well. So, I mean, the Golden Girls have carried us, mate.
1: Oh, my word. I mean, I'm happy to say that. And, like, I've, as, as you know, mate, I've always been... Uh, a huge advocate for the ladies. You always have, if, yeah. And I, I loved when Australia was run by Julia Gillard. I thought the mm. joint just needed a woman's touch. And and um, you know what? I, I hope this uh, reignites that push um, <laughs> to get some more power at the top of the tree here. Yeah.
0: Still Wednesday going to be an International Men's Day, oh? Eh?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, just uh, let's move along now. So other gold medals. So sailing, we won a gold in the sailing. It's the men's mm. laser. It was Matt Wern. Mate, I don't know about you, but I find it hard to get emotional over a sailing gold. Also, Mm -hmm. he was so far in front that he only had to turn up on the day to collect his gold. Is that right, mate? Sounds like welfare to me.
1: (laughs) Well, that's what I thought. I thought he's an old boat racing, just turning up. Um, You just turn (laughs) up and uh, chuck a few rich white blokes uh, and take them to a wallabies game across the border checkpoint. Yeah, Yeah, isn't that what we? Alan Jones is
0: usually somewhere on the boat.
1: That's right. He's got yeah, a scarf
0: a... around his neck, looking good, <laughs> pastel jacket.
1: Usually some questionable young fellow there, just <laughs> friend of a friend, yeah. you know, but we, we, we won't go there. No. But look, I mean, look, it, it was, again, mate, it's gold. We'll take any gold we can get. And it was just good to see, you know, I know boating's got a bit of stigma about it, but it's just good to see some sandstone up on the dice, wasn't yeah.
0: it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it just... always is, mate. It always makes yeah. me feel better and, and safe. Uh, speaking <laughs> of different sports, though, so BMX, we won a gold in the BMX, mate. And this was a guy named Logan Martin. Uh, mm. Good to see some full-sleeve tattoos on the podium. <laughs> um, I heard that he's going to get the Olympic rings tattooed on him as well. I don't know if he has to pay a royalty to the IOC to do that, but fuck me, that would be a tidy revenue stream.
1: Oh, wouldn't it ever? And I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a rite, of pa- <clears throat> excuse me, rite of passage, isn't it, mate, getting the old Olympic rings tattooed somewhere? Mm. Usually have to be a pretty nice-looking... Uh, body to get it done. You don't see it on too many of the, um, you know, like the, the plumper shooters and stuff like that. No. Do you? But, um, but It's yeah, on a well-toned
0: really... chest, kind of like that, mm. that tattoo that Anthony Mundine had. Of, I think it was his, his son's name or something or his daughter's name. Always very oh, okay. prominent.
1: Yeah, right on the just above the, the right breast, I think it was. Yeah. And it just looks fantastic, doesn't mm. it, when it's done properly. But, you know, uh, on the other hand, if, uh, if applied to, to a canvas, which isn't that uh, easy on the eye, it can look a little silly, yep. can't it? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, what we do. We judge tattoos here on the Have A Go podcast. <laughs> but I was just reading about Logan Martin. Mm. Um, and again, is there any more BMX name than Logan Martin? I don't think there is, but he actually spent $70,000 building a replica Tokyo BMX track in, the, um, in his backyard. 70,000?
0: Um, How did yeah, he get a yeah. DA for that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to get uh, hard to get alone these days too. So um, unless you, yeah, you want a bike track, I'd I guess, be but...
0: absolutely livid if I was his neighbour because you know, thinking about that BMX track, it's obviously a ramp that's going pretty high. It's probably two stories. Yeah, probably someone's view has been obscured there. Neighbour wars. I'm picturing neighbour wars.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and you know, there would have been a stream of tradies coming in and out of all hours yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, COVID I mean, interruptions
0: how, as well would have dragged on. Would have been a nightmare, especially if you're working been, from home next to that.
1: And speaking of nightmares, mate, what about the poor real estate uh, guide? I mean, how does how do you put a, a Tokyo BMX track in the, um, you know, when you're trying to sell it's, that pocket? Yeah.
0: I mean, it's a feature, but you wouldn't lead yeah. with it.
1: Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's not the same as a walk-in wardrobe, is it? Or a double <laughs> no. garage. Not so, quite. I mean, Street appeal, perhaps? I'm not too sure. Yeah, could, but, um, could be.
0: Yeah. Um, so Olympians, mate, they're having a great time now. But as we know, they've got to mentally prepare themselves for two weeks of isolation upon yep. return. So that means no visits to Kirribilli House, no ticker tape parades, at least not yep. initially upon arrival. It's going to mm. be tough for them, isn't it? We've won a lot of goals, but it's going to be tough coming home.
1: He definitely is, mate. And uh, attention, yeah. My thoughts have immediately turned to this. So, yeah. as you know, we can't enjoy good things. We just have to be racked by anxiety at all time, always thinking of the worst possible outcome. And. And what's going to happen to to these swimmers who have brought home the biggest haul of gold in recent memory Mm -hmm. and uh, they're coming home to 14 days of of isolation? I mean, there's not going to be a ticker tape parade uh, unless it's virtual, which is bloody lame. (laughs) Well, Um, mate, in
0: normal times, you know, we'd all go out to the airport, we'd welcome them home, we'd ambush them with a sea of waving Aussie flags once they'd collected Mm. their luggage. But we can't do that. We can't be overly familiar with our Olympians during a public appearance anymore. That's going to be different.
1: It is, isn't it, mate? I, I, I mean, look, this is a massive part of the Olympic experience, yeah. and our being Olympians, public
0: property immediately upon arrival.
1: That's right. Being cheered by people who are oddly not at work at ten o'clock on a Tuesday <laughs> morning at the airport. Yeah. I mean, it's what you compete for, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And. Um, I don't know what we're going to do about this, mate. These athletes are going to go largely unacknowledged in the aftermath. I mean, I think they need to be compensated in some way. Um, Maybe we should uh, start to divert the Medicare levy towards some kind of Tokyo recognition fund. Yep. Um, Because, yeah, these guys are just going to go straight home. They're uh, just going to be, you know, there's going to be no adulation whatsoever and it's going to affect morale, mate. Have a go.
0: Precision planning. Keeping appointments. Honouring deadlines. The International Olympic Committee's President, Thomas Bach, has agreed to a proposal of a postponement for about a year. Attending five-star junkets. Board meetings. Inducting new members. The motion, titled The Desirability or Otherwise of Women Being Entitled to Membership of the Club, required a 75% vote to pass... Record turnout by members yesterday, it was voted down overwhelmingly. If you're a wealthy white man who sits on the board of an exclusive, allegedly non profit organisation, you need a quality timepiece. COI Chronometer, the unofficial, unsanctioned timepiece of Tokyo 2020. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. B- b- Huggins. Huggins? Since retirement, oh, I need to get drunk, drunk, drunk all the time. Oh my my kids, kids see me drunk, drunk, drunk all the time. Yes. It happens and they want to do the, do the same thing. Yes. We've always drunk alcohol to excess. Yes. I like being able to just get drunk yes. and b- b- pretending to sleep over at a friend's place and they watch me get drunk and I'm really interested in all that stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Athletics, they're back now. And that means Bruce McAvaney is back. So after a week of Basil Zemplius and other mediocre automatons it's nice to have a true professional back on deck isn't it
1: oh my word isn't he, he he's just he cares so much the care is yeah. dripping from every word that he says and it's actually an embarrassing gulf in the uh, yeah. level of research that that he does I mean yeah um, I and he gets a bit of eight,
0: stick for for doing his research doesn't he
1: he does mate he does and and what does that say about channel 7 do you think I mean well it says uh, there's
0: a there's a bullying culture in the workplace definitely <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, take, for example, there's a Norwegian hurdler. His name's Carsten Warholm. And I'm pretty sure that Bruce knows his qualifying time down to the one 1,000th 1, of a second, yep. you know, whereas Luke Darcy is still looking him up in the footy records. Yeah. So, Will
0: you say um, that? I mean, I was watching the, the, the heats, or sorry, the semis for the 100-metre final, the men's sprint, and Bruce was running through the entire history of sprinting with um, yes. in like a little segment <laughs> with, with Hamish McLaughlin. You know, from 1896 to present, he was talking about the different physiques of the sprinters. He was talking about their life history, little Mm. trivia tidbits, the kind of stuff you don't just get on a cursory Wikipedia, you know, viewing, like real deep shit. Meanwhile, Hamish McLaughlin, he was trying to wedge in little AFL references wherever possible. (laughs) Like he made a joke about Nat Fife getting Brownlow votes when he was talking about the medal tally as well. Can you imagine this bloke around the dinner table? It would just be AFL references and nothing else.
1: It would be, wouldn't it? And you know, it was pretty quiet night on his party. I think he only got three in in the course of an hour. Yeah. But, you know, in saying that, I was thinking, you know, it's probably right. I mean, I would trade in an Olympic gold medal for a brown low, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, I mean, mate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd probably you know, well night of nights. Tra- throw-
0: <laughs> it's the night of nights.
1: That's <laughs> right. I'd probably have to. You'd probably have to throw in a bit of extra cash uh, on top of the uh, of the gold medal to get the chaz. But yeah. it'd be bloody worth it, wouldn't it? Yeah, it it'd would be, be huge in Victoria.
0: Well, yeah. mate, let's go back to Saturday night. So. It was a wonderful night because Australia showed the world that we have white blokes who can run fast and quick. So, yes. Rowan Browning, uh, privately educated at Trinity College, studying law at UCID. I mean, the phrase great white hope gets thrown around a lot, although not as much as it used to due to the fact that it might be politically correct incorrect to do so. Mm. But, mm. geez, we got excited for 24 mm. hours, didn't we, before we got bundled out of the semis?
1: Oh, mate, we, the hype was uh, overwhelming, wasn't it? I mean, we had people... He was in the final. He yeah, we can, had he can him win it. He can win it. Bruce said um, that he
0: couldn't sleep the night before. I don't know what that means. I don't want to read too much into that.
1: No nah, yeah that's um, yeah Bruce alone in the in his unit not sleeping, pouring <laughs> over athletics details. Yeah I mean there's my mind just it,
0: goes to strange new places, yeah, frightening yeah, places. Some,
1: some things are probably left behind the curtain, aren't they? Mm. But yeah, I mean, it just it reignited the nation's passion for the hundred metres, didn't it? It's, yep. And it is the event of today's generation. It's over in ten seconds, yep. even though um, it is that short. I still ko minied it uh, yep. because yeah, I couldn't couldn't sit through the whole thing. Yep. But it looks like this kid's got his head screwed on straight, doesn't he? I mean, uh, running's a bit of a, a bit of a side side hustle for mm. him uh um, yeah and Also, as well when he when he won the other night he even gave the um anti-lockdown protesters a bit of a clip on the way through as well so uh, he's just sure positioning he...
0: himself isn't he maybe for he a is, gig mate. at the IOC post career oh, like I saw lost. that he speaks French uh you know he's obviously studying contract law so he yep. knows his way around a watertight force majeure clause already he he, <laughs> he just needs to win a medal now and he could easily slip into the IOC I reckon
1: Oh, for sure. He just needs uh, an international accent. Maybe he needs to spend some time in um, yeah. in some kind of Scandinavian country. Well you, uh, you talked before about um,
0: Logan Martin having a very BMX name. I mean, Rowan Browning as a classic private school first fifteen fly half name, if ever I've heard one, <laughs> and I've heard many. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's keep going now, mate. So into the tennis. So another medal. It was Ash Barty, John Piers. We won the mixed doubles bronze. After mm-hmm. Novak Djokovic kind of just lost his shit and flamed out there, I yep. mean I don't know about you, mate. I can't get up for this. Firstly, doubles. Secondly, yep. bronze by default. I mean, yep. if it was me, I'd turn it down.
1: <laughs> that is, <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, is there a separate column for this medal? Um, you're right. I mean, again, I, I'm not, uh, it, we've given Ash Barty a, a bit yep. of a bit of bit of stick on the show, but it's all in good nature. We absolutely love her. She's a great Australian. She's an upstanding Australian. But I even I'm sure that she would be um, acknowledging that this is not one that'll be hung high in the pool room. No, probably you get just use it as a coaster. Actually,
0: yeah, I reckon she would yeah. be embarrassing. Yeah. Really, to even receive the medal, I'm not sure if she turned up to the um, to the ceremony. But you know, maybe <laughs> she should have thought about that.
1: Just sent some, yeah, just picked it up by proxy. She could just email <laughs> it to me. Yeah,
0: um, cult heroes, mate. We love a cult hero, and, and our favourite one on the Have a Go podcast is of course uh, Jiang Lang Jiang Fang Lei. I should say. Um, our table tennis starlet. She's out of the team's event, mate. Australia's out. She's gone. She's going home because she went down in a tough five-setter in mm. the team's event. There's some talk that she'll push on to Paris 2024 and, and maybe even Brisbane 2032. Um, she's 48 now, as we know. She's a Melbourne mother of two from the suburbs. I noticed that she converted her suburban garage into an elite table tennis training ground. I mean, mate, you converted your garage into a podcast studio. Can you deeply relate to Australia's Good Strong Woman?
1: Oh, mate, there's so many parallels athletically uh, that I can draw on there. Mm. Um, But look, I'm not even going to bother trying to... Put myself in the same breath as our pencil grip hero from yep. uh, suburbia. She's a, she's a wonderful Australian, and and I, I back her to get to Brisbane easy, mate. And um, you know what? Uh, you know it's a, it's a, She's got the um, uh, set up at home. Yep. She can practice every day, uh, to the detriment of her kids, and uh, bring it home in Brisbane.
0: That's right. So speaking of teams events, we are killing it. You know, we're doing well. We're we're killing it in the hockey. The Boomers are on fire. The Matildas, they're through to the semis uh, tonight. Basically, we're good at everything except sevens rugby it seems. <laughs> That's
1: right. We are, which is um, you yeah, know, it's probably yeah, it's uh, we're going to lose uh, a lot of our uh, fans out on the North Shore there because of that. But mm. um I don't know if you read, mate, but in true Rugby Australia style, both both coaches uh, of the men's and women's, uh, despite uh, failing uh, horrifically in their jobs this tournament, will be offered contract extensions. Oh,
0: right, okay.
1: Yeah, so. Um, well, it's so always could... the
0: best time to do a contract extension is directly after the coach has flamed out in a major <laughs> tournament. I've always found that whenever I'm looking to renew a deal.
1: Well, I think it's. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get them at your last price. That's right. Yeah, it's just good business. But it just proves, again, it's harder to get out of the ARU than to get in there. Um, Do you know what I mean? And basically, you can just still blame everything on Robbie Deans. Um,
0: (laughs) Raylene Castle as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So um, I wonder what Alan Jones will have to say about this, actually. We better wrap this up so I can go tune in.
0: (laughs) Um, So the Kookaburras, mate, they beat the Netherlands in a penalty shootout, uh, progressing to the semis. So the yep. boys are doing well there as well. So that yep. in that, in the hockey, the Dutch did us in Rio. So good to get a bit of revenge there. Mate, we haven't won gold in the, in the men's hockey since Athens. So I guess the culture review has been working.
1: It has. It has. And, and are you surprised? I'm not. Um, I you know, culture, culture review just exposes the cockroaches within, doesn't it? Yep. And shines a light and sends them scuttling away and just leaves nothing but, you know, cockroach bombs and good blokes. <laughs> and... Um, and that's what we've got left behind, and, and gold is uh, beckoning us.
0: Have you seen the penalty shootouts in hockey? So, that, that Netherlands game, there was a penalty shootout, which we obviously won. You yep. get eight seconds one on one with the keeper. It's pretty fucking animalistic. Like, you get to dribble it up and then toy with the keeper a bit. It's, mm. str- it's very unusual. I like it. It
1: is, isn't it? Eight seconds, yeah. So a reverse rodeo. Um, yeah. So you just got to get down there. And I think you get two bites too. So if you, you know, if the, the goalkeeper who is heavily burdened mm-hmm. in padding is almost uh, completely eclipses the goal. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to happen. It's quite like man
0: often. versus robot, isn't it? <laughs> it I like it. Is. it.
1: Maybe they should get the um, free, free throw shooting robot in and they can have a penalty shootout with a, a robot goalie. I reckon. And we can work this out electronically.
0: Um, mate, so let's let's get international now for a second, um, although we do like myopic viewpoints. Let's, let's see what else is happening outside of uh, our shores. So did you see that the Jamaicans went one, mm. two, three in the women's 100 metre race the other day?
1: And I that did, was quite
0: mate. notable, not just for the result, which is obviously quite stunning, but... There wasn't. There wasn't much love lost between the three winners.
1: No, there wasn't. Shelley Ann Fraser Price was the winner. I couldn't. Uh, I, f- I failed to research the other two names. I'm yep. sorry, but um, you know, can you imagine Australian one, two, three? It would be like we just. The rest of the night's events are cancelled because mm-hmm. we need to do laps of honour right now. Oh yeah,
0: I still remember. Ourselves. You know, when Kowalski came second to Perkins at Atlanta, mm. like that was. We were more excited about Kowalski coming second than Perkins winning.
1: Of course, uh, and rightly, and rightly because so. Because we were there I mean. up
0: to get together on the podium and one, two. Imagine going one, two, three. This nation would go into meltdown.
1: We would. I, we would certainly go into meltdown, but not the Jamaicans. It, it, they, we, they couldn't have been more unhappy for each other. Yeah. Um, they were. They were pretty much forced um, to have a photo together, <laughs> uh, just barely, you know, within sort of touching distance of each other, and it just made me think about how you know, spite in running is is really weird. Yeah. Um, you know, like obviously in footy, you know, if you're Chief Harrigan and you Spud Carroll, you can call each other out all week and then get on the field and sort it out, yeah. you know what I mean? But in in running, you know, it's all non-contact, you're separated by lanes yep. and then everyone runs away. Like um, it's very passive aggressive. <laughs> it's like a, I'd say that the 100 metres or the sprinting is the full stop of sports.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm. good way of looking at it. Um, just on Jamaica, I mean, the population of that place, is only 2.7 million or to put it into context for Melbourne listeners, that's 27 MCGs (laughs) because everything must be viewed in the scale of comparison, uh, to a capacity MCG.
1: Yeah. Or, um, yeah. Or two and a half grand final parades. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Uh, I don't know about you, mate, but I am fucking terrified of the false start alarms that they're using at Tokyo 2020 for the athletics. Mm. So I was watching the other night. Uh, I think it was Saturday night, and there was a couple in a row. I think two blokes false started. Maybe one was DQ'd. Um, I mean, it sounds like the bloody warning alarm at Chernobyl. Like, it is pretty <laughs> fucking an, uh, ominous. Have you heard it?
1: Oh, bloody oath I have, mate. It's, uh, it's, it's terrifying. I mean, it wakes my kids <laughs> up at night, and their dad, he comes out, Dad, Dad, is, uh, we under attack from terrorists. So I'm like, well, yes, <laughs> but there's also just a false start in the race. so I mean, look, it's um, you know, forget COVID, mate. Um, mm. You know, someone's going to get hurt here. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? There's going to be some some misunderstandings. I mean, it's just like when you go to the footy and they, uh, you know, there's a lot of goodwill in the air. Everyone's excited, and then they do that that thing they have to do for protocol. So, sorry, guys, just in case just in case something yeah. happens, this is the sound when there's a bomb uh, hurtling yeah. down on top of. We're going to be so doing a be test
0: on Sunday at twelve pm in the city. Just letting you know. <laughs>
1: um so yeah i don't know maybe they need to change the sound maybe they need to have that old style um horn that they have on the um vintage cars or something like that <laughs> yeah just, just just to lighten it up a bit
0: but i mean like it must just compound the sheer devastation these blokes feel when they when they do get bundled out because as we know you only get one bite one one false start and it's not even if you break there's there's this some there's something about like the pressure on the on the pads or something when if you like, they've got this new metric where they can actually see, uh, I'm not sure what technology they're using mm. there, but it's mm, getting a bit too technical night, yeah. for mine. I think the sprinting, it's getting a little bit too technical.
1: I, I, I saw that last night. So they were calling them, they would start the race and then call them back and they'd be like, what the fuck are you calling this back for? Yeah. Yeah, blokes are running through hurdles and stuff not knowing what to do. It's absolutely fucking chaos. And they're using so much technology
0: to measure, like, the starts, But then, like, ultimately some bloke will just walk out with a piece of green or red cardboard to tell you if you're (laughs) either in or out.
1: That was so good. I saw one bloke, uh, just an old balding volunteer, just walks across to this hulking athlete holding up a a yellow card right in his face. Are you seeing this card, sir? This is your official warning. And the athlete's just standing there going, mate, I could just flick you like a blowfly.
0: I just want to see a bloke just lose it and just destroy (laughs) this fucking bloke. I mean... Also, that's the thing. Like, Once they do get told to leave, they're being ushered out of the stadium by some overly officious volunteer who's just following mm. the IOC manual to the letter. That's oh, got to hurt as well.
1: Mate, and, that, and speaking about people, someone getting hurt, I mean, that's, that's just a, a bloody disaster waiting to happen, isn't it? Mm. Especially at the end of the 100-metre sprint, and there's eight huge blokes bearing down at you know top speed and in stands like this wiry little um, Japanese official um, trying to, you know, direct them to the left. (laughs) It's like, mate, that's not going to end well, buddy.
0: It's not going to end well. There's going (laughs) to be some fucking atrocity by the end of these games, I'm telling you. (laughs) Um, Speaking speaking of near atrocities and stitch-ups, French boxer, Morad Alive. I'm not sure if you saw this, mate. He attempted a ringside protest for about an hour over the referee's call. Mm -hmm. Um, So he just sat there and there weren't any events scheduled for another 3 hours so he wasn't holding up proceedings but i mean I'm, i mean i'm just imagining a, a bunch of polite japanese officials just waiting for him to leave <laughs> but i mean these have been a very emotional games haven't they i don't blame these olympians for losing their no. shit for questioning outcomes do you
1: not at all, mate. And you know, boxing's got a stench to it, doesn't it? Yep. I mean, you could you could really you could plausibly question the result of any boxing match because it's let's be honest, it's uh, it's corrupt and rotting to the back teeth, yep. as I love to say. You do. I don't. I don't think there is a uh, a good bone in the body of the game of uh, boxing. Uh, but I was happy to notice that the much like Channel Seven over here, that the French national broadcaster. Uh, did keep the protest on their main channel all the way through to the end. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So those three hours of, of the boxer sitting on these steps there, and uh, not one ad break. So um, congratulations to them. Have a go.
0: When it comes to driving on the open road, the safety of your family is paramount, and that's why choosing the best tyre for your car is more than just a financial decision. But some manufacturers are cutting corners on quality, placing you and your loved ones at risk. This makes stepping behind the wheel like gambling with your family's lives. You wouldn't do the same with your BHP dividends, would you? Confidence Tyres. Combine world-first hybrid polymer technology with emotionless German engineering. engineering. guaranteeing greater handling and smoother retro checks. With almost five months in the business, we're the world's most trusted non-biodegradable rubber product. Confidence tyres, the unofficial, unsanctioned landfill product of the Tokyo Olympics. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. I'm Andrew Hoy, an Australian Olympian. My sport board is board equestrian, board. and my discipline is a riding horses a hobby. What we're going to be doing today is riding horses a hobby. But prior to that, the Australian team wanted to be riding horses as a hobby. not riding horses a hobby. I want to be riding riding horses a horse- horses as a hobby. Let's move on to the medal tally, mate. So the most important part of the episode. Yep. Uh, Australia, we've got fourteen golds as we sit here today, uh, on the second of August. I think we got eight in Rio, so we've nearly doubled it, mate. I mean, we're fourth on the ladder. Could we knock off early? We could beat the traffic to the airport. <laughs>
1: That's a bloody good idea, isn't it, mate? I mean, uh, it, there are a lot of people be thinking that too because I think they're all got to go early. Yeah. So it's just like now g- when you're up, <laughs> you're up by six goals at the end of the footy. It's like, come on, let's piss off. Yeah. yeah. yeah you can listen, listen to the song. rest
0: on like grandstand when you're driving out of the Moore Park car park.
1: Yeah, yeah, which you're just stuck in anyway. Too, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it doesn't matter. But um, I, look, I, I, as I, uh, as we love to do, we just love to, to condemn Rio, don't we? And, yeah. and this just further buries it um, as the national shame that it was. Really uh, was a national shame. And, um, yeah, and I think we came home with a wet sail too. And we had just picked up a few cheapies in the final days. Yep. So um, just to save a bit of face and f- help with the for and against. Has it been uh, more visible been this time?
0: I think it helps that Tokyo is in our, in our time zone. So we've been seeing a lot of gold. We've been seeing the montages. It's been an appropriate hour for consumption. Yep. Maybe that helps. Maybe that's helped.
1: Yeah, COVID too, mate. We're all at home. Yep. We need this. Yeah. Um, you know, we've and, and you know what mate what, what's depressing, we've still got what two and a half weeks of lockdown to go yeah. and only a week of the Olympics. Mm. So I'm um I'm pretty scared about the uh the drop off of the national morale that's um that's coming yeah. up the cliff face. But you know what? Who cares? Uh let it ride in the meantime. Let's just try and catch China at the top.
0: Well we'll get to China in a second, but I just read just before coming on, and this will probably disappoint you, New Zealand, they're beating us in terms of gold medals per capita. Now, do you agree that's a bullshit metric? Because they've always got to find a way to get one over us, don't they? I think this is an article I saw on stuff.nz, so yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, I was going to ask if that's where you got it. But I think they use a, a medal tally which says... Um, yeah, gold per capita, and their knees taken as well. So, yep. um, which they're, yeah, they're way out on top, and good on them. You know, it's a good cause, obviously. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, you don't need to tell everyone, do you?
0: Well, they do. They do. Yeah. It's it's in their constitution that they must tell everyone about this. <laughs> um, we're good, strong blokes. Look at us, anti-nuclear, uh, China, mate. So they're back on top, and yep. they're on top of the metal tally. They're clear there, uh, most golds, I believe most medals in total potentially, they've been cleaning up and they've been cleaning up in sports that we're not so dominant in. So, you know, badminton, table tennis, getting their numbers up there. But even in the pool, they've nabbed a few. Mm. And I Mm. even saw last night that, um, you know, there was a Chinese bloke who got into the men's 100-metre track final. If he'd won that, I think, you know, China would have probably invaded Taiwan the next day just from the sheer fucking confidence and boon to national psyche that they would have got off the back of that they're on top again the Chinese should we be worried
1: oh mate I, th- I think I think NATO's on alert at yeah. the moment but that that heat uh, and semi-final and just the naked aggression <laughs> of that Chinese sprinter just had the world on notice this yeah, he is not did. the the sprinting realm is not uh the noted um strong point of of Chinese sports and you know China have a, a deep uh, history of, of success in sports, there's no doubt about that. They're bloody good at them, mm. but I've never seen a, a sprinter uh, rise to the top uh, for China. And just the manner in which he did it. He was just in there. He was beating his chest. He was <laughs> screaming. It was bloody scary, It was mate. a big
0: proclamation, yeah. wasn't it? We mate, were on notice. Simple, I felt like it? he was putting me on notice personally. <laughs> he,
1: um, did, he did stare down the barrel and say, Dave Edwards, I've heard the podcast. <laughs> yeah. okay. um, off the China shit.
0: On the, on the eve of the Games, though, I mean, well, this shouldn't surprise us because on the eve of the Games themselves, uh, Gu Zhongwen, the head of the Chinese Olympic Committee, said, we must resolutely ensure we are first in gold medals. So he okay. made the statement early. I mean, Australia was already softening expectations, as you'll remember, refusing to release mm. the projected number of golds to keep the pressure off the athletes, to soften mm. our expectations as a nation. Mm. They've just come out there and they've said, we're going to fucking go out there. We're going to resolutely ensure that we're first in gold medals. And they are. Mm. you got to give mm. it to them.
1: Oh, well, mate, there's nothing like delivering on a mission statement, is there? And there's a lot of me- like weaselly worded ones out there, isn't there, especially in the corporate world, but not yep. China. No. They've uh, put it down on paper, they've signed it, and they've delivered. Uh, you know, uh, your gold medals uh, uh, to your place within an hour, or deliveries free. <laughs> that's uh, that's how China rolls. And you know what? I'm a bit confused, mate, because we did um, we we didn't put out our forecast, but we're excelling as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so I, uh, you know, that's good. But then, well, different China's management tactics, aren't there?
0: Yeah, it's different leadership styles. I mean, you can be mm. aggressive in a server and have strong KPIs and state them mm. publicly, and that's a good way to get your your sales managers on their toes and hitting their mm. targets or we can do what Australia did and just you know who cares let's just see what happens and then over exceed expectations
1: mm, and then mm. everyone's
0: happy but you know is that a sustainable strategy management strategy I'm not sure
1: well i mean look it's just like it's it's like in the afl mate it's like the, the egalitarianism of the sydney swans you know they have yeah. a, 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 a they spread the power across quite a wide base and it's yeah. a, 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 everyone co-captains speak up. That's right. Whereas yeah, look at Hawthorne, Jeff Kennett, ruled with an iron fist. Yes, came home with, uh, with four flags or whatever it was, mate. So, you know, I'm, it's, just, it's very confusing. <laughs>
0: All right, mate, let's look at what's coming up. So over the next couple of days, I mean, I'm already – and today we're at Monday. I'm seeing Channel 7 promos about Magic Monday today. So we've got a number of events coming up. Obviously, we're well into the thick of athletics. But in terms of the team sports, we've got the Hockey Roos, we've got the Opals, we've got the Matildas – all our girls, mate, they're all playing today and they're all must-win games. So, you know, the weight of a nation will rest on these, on these results. Are you excited yep. about these?
1: Sure, am, mate. It's uh, as, I, yeah, like the, the swimming's over now. We've filled the pool with concrete. We'll never speak of that again. Yep. So now it's uh, time to turn our attention to the team sports as uh, is traditional in the second week of the Olympics. And, mate, we've got 14 in the bag, but fuck that. We need this, okay? Well, yeah. So, yeah, we, I mean, the Opals are on their um, last chance, Uh, so they need to, they need to dig deep. Uh, Matilda's in the semi-finals, mate. I'll take a, I'll take a golden women's soccer. I'll take Mm. gold anyway. I can get it, mate. And, um, it would be a great way to cap their, um, the, the success they've enjoyed of recent years. Uh, Hockey Roo's banking that one in. Won't even watch it.
0: No, don't even watch it, mate. Um, so cycling as well has started. I believe that's, that's kicked off in the velodrome. Do you know much mm. about this? I mean, I know that Anamir is retired. I think that's all I know. So I'm not mm. quite sure how we fare here, well, although, of course, I will expect nothing less of gold.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, um, uh, are they still driving those – or driving, sorry, riding those uh, single-gear uh, pushies like they do down Collins Street? If so, we'll, we'll, we'll clean up.
0: Yeah. Anyway, mm. we'll keep an eye on that one. I, let, hopefully some gold to come. Yeah potentially our biggest gold medal hope coming up in in the athletics is Peter Bowl he's yes. through to the 800 meter final I think it's the first time that an Australian has reached the 800 meter final since 1968 wow uh, he okay. broke the Oceania record um, which is essentially he broke the Australia record yeah. and Bruce <laughs> says that he can win the gold medal so Bruce says that's it's a you know it could happen mm. maybe this could be our first proper legitimate men's track win gold medal, arguably since, yeah, the 60s.
1: Incredible. And wouldn't it just cap a magnificent uh, Olympic Games for Australia? And, and, you know, why would I discount what Bruce says? He's not want to exaggerate at all. or He's very tempered in his approach with these sort of things. Um, So me, and uh, along with yourself and the rest of Australians, will be tuning in expecting... The highest order of metal, metal from uh, Peter, uh, when that final kicks off, whenever it is.
0: Yeah, and as of course we always say, you can go online and find out when all these events are on, um, because you're an adult person who knows how to use the internet. So go ahead <laughs> and discover uh, what events are coming up, because this is not a, a resource you should be relying on yeah, at so all.
1: All those people texting me for start times of events, please stop.
0: <laughs> um, mate, that's it. That wraps us up for another daily episode we're back with another one in a few days of course in the meantime we've got some special episodes coming up over the next couple of days we've got some guests coming on uh some other very funny human beings who we'll be talking about the olympics with so stay tuned to that again thank you very much for joining us uh throughout this olympic series and we'll be back in your podcast feeds tomorrow Content blocked by the International Olympic Committee on copyright grounds. Content blocked again. Fuck. Lads, get a license.
1: Tokyo! Yeah!